good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing good today. God bless you. Sure love you. Hey, I'm on here live. I can see your comments and different things. So if I break and start typing, it is me typing to you, talking to you. Uh, I see all of you on there. I can see when you comment. I see your comments as well. So uh, thank you for being on, being uh, you know, prepared, ready, waiting. Um, you know, it's such a, a great time to be alive. It's cliche-ish to say that, but it truly is. Because if you really just take a moment to think about it, uh, God has predestined you to be here in this season, in this very moment. Uh, as a Christian, especially now, obviously God knows everything. But as a believer, God has positioned you specifically for this moment, this hour in time. So you got a lot of work to do. Amen. We're not supposed to just be occupying in the sense of getting another day accomplished, finishing another week, finishing another year. No, no, no. We, we have some work to do. It's time to get busy. Amen. Hey, let me pray for you and we'll get started. Lord, we thank you now for the anointing on our lives. We thank you for the calling of God, the, the orders that you've ordained us with, Lord. We thank you that in this very hour, may there be a strength, a, a divine strength that comes on us, an ability that comes on us to propel us, uh, to call us, to push us, to shove us uh, into our calling in Jesus' mighty name. Let us be fearless, I pray, Holy Spirit. Help us to be fearless. Uh, help us to be bold and walk in the highest order of love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, I want to start off with Isaiah 60. It's been our theme for the entire, well, I say the entire year. We're only in, well, actually, we're in about the third, getting close to being to the third month, uh, getting ready to complete the second month of the year. But if you think about our theme scripture, Isaiah 60, uh, says, Arise, rise up, wake up. But out of the Amplified, because this is where I want to talk to you today, I want to talk to you about uh, about coming up to a new level but I want to talk, deal with mindsets, and I'll, we'll get into the prodigal son and the son that stayed. There's two different mindsets there, and, and we see two different results there. So attitudes we see, so on and so forth. Uh, but here in the Amplified, Isaiah uh, 60, and I want you to just write this down, jot this down, or hold it uh, maybe in a memory, in some kind of memory pattern for a second. It says, arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Arise up, shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. So, so just the first part, arise from spiritual depression. Now, uh, I don't know if depression is the right word. I'll, I'll get the right word in just a moment. But a lot of us have become familiar or have like a, a spiritual familiarity. Uh, in like to the point of we don't have expectation any longer. There's no excitement any longer. Uh, we're not like uh, ready and eager and, 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 you know, and on and on it goes. And Hebrews 10 talks about this. Hebrews 10 talks about, let's just turn there and see if we can get this thing to come together by the end. I got a lot of thoughts and, and I believe the Lord will help us just put this together. But Hebrews 10, talking about rising up now. In Hebrews 10, starting in about the 32nd verse, it says, But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated. I talked about this on Sunday. The former days which after ye were illuminated, you endured with a great uh, uh, fight of affliction. Now understand what this is talking about. When you got saved in the beginning, 
there was such a strength, ability, and excitement on the inside of you that you were unstoppable. And the scripture goes on that passage in verse uh, 10 or chapter 10 of Hebrews uh, talks about uh, you were made fun of, it didn't bother you, you were excited, you woke up happy, you went to sleep happy, you woke up you know, with like an eager ability, you're waiting for the day, what the day would bring. And then as it went on, you become callous to the day. And that's kind of what it was talking about there. And then it says for us, for those who are illuminated and those who have stayed true to the word of God uh, in Hebrews, it says uh, we refuse to, to go to revert or to go in reverse. We refuse. Uh, we're not going backwards. We're, you know, we're not going to regress. Uh, we are staying the course. Then it's time for some to be quickened once again. Or, or to come alive once again in the things of God. And that's really what I want to talk to you about, uh, talk to you uh, uh, today about, is it's time to wake up once again. It's time to see, perceive, understand uh, once again. It's time to have an, an, an excitement on the inside of us once again. Turn with me to Luke 15. Amen. Once again, I see you all on there, uh, Deborah, uh, Angela, Barbara, uh, Mickey, Rosina, Petra, uh, Eunice, uh, Anna, uh, Claudette, God bless you. Thank you. Marcy, I see you on there. Uh, Angie, I see you on there. Uh, Angie and Ashley are sitting right here in front of me, so glory to God. Amanda, uh, Brian, God bless you all. Good morning to you all. Uh, Luke 15 gives us the story of the prodigal son. Now, I, I, I saw something in this a couple of weeks ago uh, that I hadn't seen. I've studied this. I've preached this. I've heard it preached, taught. But sometimes you just get some revelation that, that just, I don't know, sticks out to you or becomes new to you. But in this story, you remember the prodigal son. Uh, the Bible says that uh, the one son wakes up one day. Or here's the picture. Uh, the one son wakes up one day, and he wants what, what belongs to him. So he goes to his daddy. And he, uh, the, in, in verse 11, it starts here, Luke 15, 11. Uh, and certain man had two sons. The younger of them said, Father, uh, give me my portion or, or what belongs to me. Now, that's very important that you understand what belongs to me. Because in sonship as an heir uh, unto the child, uh, a child of God or an heir to anything, uh, there's something in sonship or as an heir that you have a right to or something that has made available unto you. It, it's for you. It's yours. You do what you want with it. And this son says, hey, I want my part. I want my portion. Then he took his part, took his portion, and he left. Uh, he, he goes out into the world. He squanders, spends all of, all of his money. And he comes or has a moment. I, I like moments. Uh, I think uh, there's always room for a moment. Every day God gives the opportunity to have a moment, an epiphany, an idea, a heavenly idea. But he had a moment, and he said he's, he, he's reduced to tending to pigs. So he's living in, in, in the, the pig slop is the idea. He's eating with the pigs. He's eating leftovers in the world. And the epiphany was, I can go home, and even if my father doesn't receive me as his son again, maybe he'll let me be a servant. And, and even the servants at home eat better than I'm eating out here in the world. So he, he collected himself. He got himself together, maybe cleaned himself off a little bit the best he could, uh, kind of straightened his clothes out, and, and he begins to go home. Now, the Bible says that as he's going home, the father now, you know, is, is doing one of these. He's cleaning his eyes. He's looking. And, and, and another point here was the father had been waiting for him. 
Uh, some of you think that God's mad at you, doesn't want to see you. Uh, some of you think God's turned his back on you. No, this is a picture of God. This, this, this uh, parable is a picture of God with you. Uh, so many times we leave God with our attitude, bad attitude, or faithlessness, or you know, we get mad, we get angry, or sin, whatever it is, and, and God patiently awaits for us to return. And that's what the father was doing. So the son comes home. And he, uh, the father, runs out into the driveway, puts the robe on him, signifying uh, you, you, who you are, uh, you know, what belongs to you, puts the ring that has the signet on the ring or, or the family crest, which was kingship, you know, royalty, puts the ring on him. And then he signals, this is where I want you to pay attention, he sing, signals uh, to the, the servants of the house. And he said, hey, go get the prized calf, the prized sheep, uh, the lamb. The, the very best one, and and dress it, by that I mean, uh, you know, begin to clean it and prepare it for supper. My son has come home. Now, word gets to the other son that never left, and here's where, where I want to talk to you about. So many of you stayed have stayed in church, have not left. Uh, so many of you ha- have chosen to go all the way with God and have protected yourself, but somewhere along the line, you become stagnant. Somewhere along the line, the, the things that are supernatural, uh, the, the things that have like a excitement built into them, the things of God that should be exciting, uh, the things of God that, that should breed life to you, have lost their life. Have, they, now, they haven't, but in our perception of just staying here and doing nothing, they've kind of uh, you know lost their zest, so to speak, to you anyway, not to all of us, but to some of us. Now, this isn't a slamming you message. This is to get you excited message. So just give me a few minutes, lay the foundation, then we'll get to getting excited part. Uh, so uh, he goes, the, the other son goes, Father, I don't understand. I stayed here all the time, and, and my brother comes home, the one that left. I never left you. And, and he comes home. Now all of a sudden we're going to have a party, and you kill the fatted calf. Now I said this church a couple weeks ago, but if you read in a commentary, uh, the commentary said the son that stayed home said you never you never even killed a skinny goat for me but you're going to fill the uh, kill the fatted calf for this one he's the one that left and and this is where I, I got to get I got to get this into in, into you today the father responds and he says uh, son I, I you're I maybe misrepresented myself uh, maybe I was unclear but the fatted calf calves are yours, were yours all along. You just didn't choose to receive them or take them. Now, I'm here to tell you, maybe you've been in church, maybe you've been in ministry. Uh, if you allow ministry to, it can callous you. It, it, it can jade you. By being jaded, it means you can become hard-hearted to where things that should cause emotions, things that should cause you to, to move, to get excited, and on and on, uh, you're just like straight across the board because I'm hardened by people, by people's actions. Uh, that's how this this guy became. He kind of forgot who God was. He, he kind of forgot the ability of God, the goodness of God, the greatness of God. But I'm here to tell you, healing has been here for you all along. Some of you have been in church for 10 years. People come and get miracles that don't even go to church. It, it, it's almost like the visitor has more faith than the one should have mega faith. And the visitor comes in, has faith for salvation, has faith to be healed, has faith to receive baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we're sitting here scratching our head with with an attitude of, 
Uh, just wait, it'll wear off. Whoa, 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 hold on. That's not the attitude of a believer. The things of God don't wear off. Uh, our faith might wear off, but but that has nothing to do with the things of God. The things of God never get old. Everything, the Bible says his mercies are new every day. The Bible says we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So so, so the things of God, even though he, he calls himself the ancient of days, uh, he doesn't get stale. He's just making a reference to, I was there in the beginning. I'm ancient in the sense of I'm the old, I was there, I am God. But not only is he there, but he's here and he's there. He's the alpha and the omega and all in between. So the things of God like tongues, baptism of the Holy Ghost, that that should not become normal to you. Uh, you should be excited. When I pray in tongues, even today, I feel like a little kid, like a 10-year-old at Christmas time. I get giddy. I get excited. And it's almost like, I don't know, I don't want to use the wrong word, society, but it's almost like I become like, you know, a little weird, like, ooh, you know, because I understand the energy, the ability that God's given me. But to sit back and just, you know, just be like, oh, we're praying tongues, la, man, king, bone, la, bone, la, blah, 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 blah. No, man, you you check you because you've forgotten uh, what God has done and what God is doing for you, and it's time, and that's that arise, uh, come out of, make a choice today that I'm coming out of. I don't I don't want to be lumped in with a professional quote unquote uh, Christian or a professional uh, Christian mindset to where uh, all the things of God that were once exciting have now become boring to me. I don't want to fall in that lump. I don't want to become an aged preacher to the point of, yeah, I don't get excited. Give it some time. It'll lose its shine. No, I'm going to shine that thing every day. I don't want it to lose its shine. I want healing to be just as important to me in day 40 or week 40 or year 40 than it was the first time I received healing. Now, when I pray in tongues today, I want it to be the same way it was 27 years ago. Now, when I worship God, I want to have the same feeling. I want to have the uh, give God the same honor I did day one when I figured out what worship was uh, than I do today. I don't, I don't want it to get old. I don't want it to get stale. I don't want it to lose its shine. Come on, are you here? Uh, say amen. So the, the things of God, uh, everything that God has made available to anyone in the human race or everyone in the human race, is available, and it's there for you all along. Peace is there for you. Uh, joy is there for you. Uh, you know, falling out in the Holy Ghost and getting a fresh touch, that's there for you. The fatted calf was there for you. Oh, come on now. I'm preaching a little better, not too much, but a little better than what you're saying. Amen. Go quickly with me. I'm going to give you another verse in Luke 10. Go back a few scriptures here, Luke 10, because here's kind of the, the reason why I think a lot of people uh, – lose their shout or, or lose their excitement or, or your excitometer is like on zero uh, because they're, they're, you, you don't have, the, you, you've lost your ability of perception. Uh, you, you've, you've put God like in a, a place of normal, like you're a normal God. No, no, no. The, the perception will change everything. God is not normal. Uh, God is supernatural. The things of God are supernatural. You can't normalize the things of God. Now, you can you can normalize them, but they'll never become normal. That means they're just absent from you if you try to normalize them because they're not normal. Amen. But here we see a, a, a picture, a story in uh, Luke 10, 38 and 42 
of Mary and Martha. And here, let me just read it to you. Luke 10. Let me get there. Are you still there out there? Uh, say amen or something, wherever you're watching from. Uh, say glory to God. Thank the Lord for something. A amen. Well, in uh, 38 here it says, it says, Now it came to pass, as they went, there entered into a, a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about uh, much serving and came to him. And the Lord, the, uh, uh, the sister said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister uh, hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she should help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, now let's look at this. Uh, many have become busy about the religious things of the hour. Many become busy or have made the thing that God intended to be supernatural to breed life, uh, to pulsate life. I love that word when talking about the anointing, to pulsate life. Uh, you somehow have made that just a normal day-to-day -day operation. Once again, let me help you. There's nothing normal. There's nothing natural about God. He's supernatural. Amen. So if anything that God has required of us and we and it falls under Christianity or, or, or church or ministry, uh, it's not normal. But somehow Martha made it normal. Martha said, uh, you know, I, I got to be busy. I got to deal with the kids. I don't have time for the anointing. I, I got to deal with food. I don't have time. I got to deal with lights. I got to deal with sound. I got to deal with productions. I got to deal with music. I don't have time for all these things. And Jesus said, whoa, 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 hold on. You're forgetting why we do what we do. Or, or, or don't lose, come on, your excitement to, to what I am, who I am, and what I've made available uh, unto you. That, that's a pretty good word uh, right there. Uh, someone ought to say amen to that. You, you need to correct yourself. Quit allowing uh, ministry things, quit allowing spiritual things to become heavy. The things of God should not be heavy. The Bible, Jesus didn't say, um, uh, my anointing's heavy, uh, uh, my, my word's burdensome. You know, when you choose me, you, you choose a burden, you choose a, a heaviness, it's going to be hard to bear. No, that's not what he says. He, he says it's light. It, it's easy. That's what he said. He says, uh, take on of me, uh, for, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So the things of God should be easy and light. They should cause things to be not stressful. If you're stressful and uptight, uh, you missed a, a God turn somewhere along the way, and you're traveling down your own road, but you're not traveling the journey of, of Christianity. Amen. Even in hard times, uh, there's still a, a, a lightness. Even in hard times, uh, it's still easy. You know, if you, if you could just for a moment think about what something that you've gone through and you've gone through it, and if you subtract God from that equation, well, where would you really be? See, one, a lot of times we just assume, you know, that we just made it, you know, thank God I made it, but we don't really put the emphasis on I made it because God, and if God wasn't in it with me, where would I be today? Come on, that's good news, amen. Uh, go to Romans 8, one, one last scripture here, and I'll close. Oh, glory to God. Once again, I see so many on there. I see you. Yes, thank you. Uh, if, if I go over here and start typing, 
uh, there'll be a problem because I won't be able to think. I don't type real good, but I do see everybody's um, comments. Thank God for everybody on there. Maybe I'll learn how to double task or something, and I'll be able to talk to you. But in Romans 8, let's go here. Let's look at this, and, and then we'll I'll, I'll pray over you. Amen. Once again, I'm just trying to help you and, and trying to change you know, you know your, your focus, trying to get you to refocus on the important things. You need to come in to study time when you study. You can come into prayer time. Uh, you need to come into to church time, to worship time, to, to word time with a, an extreme expectation. Uh, not because of preacher, not because of your song, no, because God. The Bible says there's two or three, God's there. Uh, we know that God's with us singularly. Uh, I, I have some of the, you know, this is why uh, I don't want to get to rambling, but I will for a second. Uh, uh, I don't know why people travel all over the world uh, for like a move or an outpouring of God. Now, I like an outpouring of God, but I have some of the greatest outpourings with God alone. When I'm alone with God, and, and it's alone with God. Now, I love the corporate setting. There, there's nothing like a corporate setting. But I can't hear God singularly in a corporate setting. It, it's when I'm on the, you know, on the porch with a with a coffee or you know with my Bible or uh, with my phone looking at a scripture, and I begin to ask God, and God begins to talk to me. Uh, that's epic. That's off the charts epic. When God just says a few things to me. I mean, last week, you know, I, I, I'm pretty hard on myself, and God came to me and and, and began to speak. To, you know, we were having a conversation. I know that's weird for some of you. But I was having a conversation with God, and God said, uh, uh, stay with what you're doing. I'm very proud of you. I don't need to travel across the world. I don't need to go to New Zealand to get in a meeting for God to talk to me. Talk to me from the time I left my back porch door down the stairs to my truck. Uh, I, I had the, the presence of God, and God spoke to me and, and just energized me. Uh, so uh, be careful what you're looking for. You should have a personal a relationship with Jesus Christ or with God through Jesus Christ. And those things should be exciting to you. Like I can get just as blessed when the pastor says, get your Bible out, open your scripture. I don't get upset. Now, now come on, if you're back to, you, you've, you, you went to sleep in a religious state, or if you're back to the pouty son that never left home, then you might have that attitude. You know, I like worship. I like to move with the Spirit. Well, the Spirit moves within the Word just as He moves in, in the altars. Now, you just got a, a confused teaching or a wrong mindset. Uh, you can't receive the Word without the Spirit. Like uh, recently, I, I don't want to get in trouble with people because people get so offended in, in these days. Uh, but it seems like people want... God without his word when that's where we find God is in his word it, it's like uh, and, I, and I don't want to I don't want to upset anybody but there's a picture floating around social media of a Shekinah glory cloud and, and I looked at it and I was like oh how wonderful that's cute you know that's neat not being funny I, I've seen um, Kim and I have been in services through the year where a cloud appeared but then in the comments someone said well where are all the people and it made a lot of sense to me. And someone else said, well, when I walked in this morning, the guy said, well, it's kind of weird that God would just be in a church all by himself without the people. And then someone else said, well, where'd the cloud go? And they said, well, it left when the people came. Well, okay, now, that's not really who God is. I mean, that's not how things work. God doesn't manifest himself for himself. God manifests himself for the people. 
Amen. And so it's almost like God's sneaking around where no one is to impress himself. And I'm not making fun, but I've been in services where the glory cloud fell in when the people were there and fell in on the people. And when it fell in on the people, uh, we call that a manifestation, uh, things begin to radically change. But it, it came during the preaching of the word of God. Uh, come on, now you can't separate God from his word. Like even in, even in a revival setting, uh, if you think you're going to have a, a revival, a true move of God without the word of God being present, uh, you're mistaken. Now you can have a spiritual emotional high or a spiritual emotional event. You can even have, uh, you can even have a, a, a sort of like a, uh, a refreshing, like a spiritual refreshing uh, with, with worship and, and people coming together, one heart, uh, you know, one mind, one soul kind of deal, one spirit. Uh, but to have a true revival, like a reformation, where, where things are, where people are reformed, uh, things are being radically changed, you got to have the presence of God. You got to have the, the, the word of God there. You can't just have uh, people emotionally uh, moving people. No, no, no. You got to have the things of God, the elements of God. Now I know I've gone a little off here. I'll I'll, I'll circle back uh, uh, to the thing I was trying to tell you, and that was a funny. Some of you know what circle back was, but anyhow, um, when you get the the presence of God, the Word of God, you'll have the Spirit of God. When the Word of God and the Spirit of God come together, uh, you have the fullness of God. When the fullness of God is there. That's where you'll see the greatest move of God. Uh, you can even look in our past uh, history of revival. Uh, revival started usually with a man or a woman preaching the gospel or preaching the word of God, conveying God's word, God's ideas, uh, logos, and then out of that, uh, the Holy Spirit filled the room, and then revival began to take place. Come on, preach a little better what you're saying. And I'm not attacking anybody. It just kind of fit there. Uh, so I put it there. Amen. Uh, I'm going to finish here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the eighth chapter of Romans, and I want to go to the 14th verse, it says, For as many as are, are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage. I'm going to say that again. In God you have not received the spirit of bondage. Then why are you so bound up? I'm just giving you a moment to answer. If I haven't received the spirit of bondage, why am I bound up? It doesn't matter. If you can sit in the church and be bound up. You sit on the front row. You can be in worship and be bound up. But God didn't give you that spirit. So where'd that spirit come from? Now, I'll say the world because when I say it's a demonic spirit, some of you get nervous. But I'll just say the world and help you. The, the world has conveyed under the, the guidance of Satan, a binding or, or a spirit of bondage. If you're bound up, that's not God. You need to be loosed. You need to, you need to break those bonds. You need to begin to think differently. Forget about who hurt you. Forget about who did what wrong. Forget about what the last church did. Forget about, uh, you know, and on and on it goes. You, the Bible says his mercies are new every day. Today's not yesterday. Today's not last year. You got to cast those things off. Amen. Let me go a little further and we'll be done. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby uh, you cry now, Abba, 
I don't have time to teach Abba, but Abba very clearly, uh, we can say is, uh, I am in relationship. The, the first words out, the majority of every baby uh, within them is built within them. Uh, every baby's first words is dada. Abba in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, would be the previous word to the modern day word dada. So in where your baby says dada, they would have said in the Old Covenant, Abba. And what that means is, is I'm protected. I know who I am. I, I belong to. Uh, I have a right to. Uh, and on and on it goes. Now here in the scripture says you become an heir because of Abba. An heir to what? Uh, an heir to all that God has through Christ Jesus. Uh, it belongs to you now. Oh, come on. If we could just wake up and, and choose today. I, you know, maybe you just need to make a choice today. I choose to wake up, rise up. I choose to shake this wrong attitude off. I choose to shake this uh, wrong mindset off. Uh, I, I choose today to understand who I am, whose I am, where I'm going, how I'm living life. I'm not going to be confused. I'm not searching. I found everything I need in Christ Jesus and become stable in the things of God, become uh, alive in the things of God. Uh, your attitude will begin to change. Amen. Well, I hope I helped you. I don't know. I, sometimes I say and ramble a little too much, but within all that rambling, I, 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 I you know, gave you some nuggets today. Amen. I also want to remind you, we got this uh, here. It's our new Richard Summerlin ministry. It's you know, soft, leathery, uh, Richard Summerlin ministry journal, a notebook. Uh, you can get one of these. I don't know. What we're, I'll, I'll probably uh, sell them to you for around ten dollars. They're probably more worth more than that, but. We won't be a blessing to you, so you can contact the office and, and, and order one of these. They're actually in, in here, in-house now. Come pick one up, or when you're here on Wednesday and Sunday, get yours. Uh, but thank you, partners, too. We love you. Uh, you know, you help us do more than what you think you help us do. We, we've done a lot. We, we've been able to go. We've been able to send, and on and on it goes because of partners. I love you dearly, and thanks for watching this podcast. Like it, share it, so on and so forth. Until next time, God bless you.